This episode is brought to you by the Sneaky Treat Company Melbourne. Decadent sweet treats delivered to your door. Let your friends, family or clients know that you're thinking of them with a box of goodies and a personalised note to send along with your gift. TheSneakyTreatCo.com. You know you want to. Hey, it's Julie Reynolds here. Welcome to the Move Me podcast. What can you say about Susie Quacho? She's the queen. That's it. She's got a brand new album out called The Devil In Me. New song has just dropped called Do You Dance. And I caught up with the legend that is Susie Quattro. And to say I was thrilled is an understatement because as far back as I can remember, my life has had some kind of Susie Quattro in it. You're going to meet the lady, the legend, in just a moment on the Move Me podcast. so amazing to catch up with Susie Quattro. You'll find out how many albums she's actually released in her career. But we started off by speaking about the latest album, The Devil in Me, and just how it got produced. How did they start it? We did very high quality demos so that all we had to do was send the demos to all the musicians and they learned their parts. I played keyboards, I played percussion, you know, all on the demo, and then everybody was able to use that as the blueprint. Then we had to go to another studio, do bass and drums at opposite ends, then the keys over there. Then we found another studio near us where we had distance and we could do the backing vocals, my lead vocals, and then Richard did his guitar parts in our little small studio. All the videos, there's four now available, but they were all done, one in my house, was from film clips, the Christmas one, and the other three were done in my garage. He built a set, the director, and each musician went in one by one and did their part, they came back out. It's a real fun film clip too, with all the masks, and you wouldn't know that oh, during a, a terrible time. That was weird looking. When I'm in there and I'm looking at my face, you have no idea how surreal that is. I'm, you know, bopping away that I went, what, who is that? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, and there's another me. <laughs> Yeah, that's, oh God, God forbid. You mentioned Richard. So Richard's your son, isn't he? Yes. And oh, 2019, oh, I was going to say last year, I've lost a year, but 2019, you had your album out, No Control. So this time around, how is it a little different working with your son? Because I would imagine you were sort of trying to test each other's boundaries first time around. It was more of a getting our feet wet. You know, it was like... We didn't have a blueprint. We'd never worked together before. He had what he brought to the table. I had what I brought to the table. And I I did say I know control once I realized it was serious and we were really making an album. I said, okay, anything goes. There's no limits. There's no boundaries. And and that's what we did. And that's that album was a lot of fun because of that. This one, after getting Richard got his confidence up sky high because of the reviews, you know, just practicing him. So he then went into his... I guess, comfortable zone. And he kept saying to me over and over again, okay, mom, you have to trust me. How many men have you heard say that to you? Okay. (laughs) So I said, what do you mean? He said, I want this album to be as groundbreaking as the first album. I know what this album should sound like. And he was so certain of himself that I decided to trust him. Indeed. So I did. And I saw what he was doing. He was, how can you say it? He... I gave birth to him, he gave rebirth to me. He managed, really, he managed to make me see me like it was brand new through his eyes. And that's what that, yes, and that album sounds so fresh. 
And this is why I'm going, wow, he just like lit my fire again. I didn't know it had to be lit, but he kept throwing me riffs and sometimes I would go, you know, and I'd bring it to my computer and I'd start playing and very soon while I was playing, I'd go, yeah, I see where this is going now, you know. And we challenge each other all the time, but he was that sure of that, you know, just positive. And he's not doing it for him. He's doing it for me. And this is the way I can explain it, the easiest way. We created Without Meaning to a perfect storm. We didn't know we were doing it. He brought his 36-year-old generation of music and the writing, the way they write, to the table. He also brought his irreversible DNA since as far back as he has a memory of watching me and his dad on stage. So that's in his body and soul. Can't get rid of it. So he brought that to the table and I brought my 57 years, my 70 years of age, and all my life experience. And we went, bang, and it just fit. And he kept saying to me, if it doesn't vibe right, this doesn't go on this album. This album has to have a vibe, mom. And he'd be the kind to sit there and he'd, you know, listening, and then he'd go, wrong. <laughs> I told him already, you have the talent to produce if you want to do that, he's very good. Yeah. Very good. He's a good, good writer, good player, and I'll tell you a very funny story. You'll love this. I was putting my vocal on my heart and soul. I need you home for Christmas, okay? And you know when you're when you're in there, and there's a maybe an engineer and a couple people spotted around, and maybe even the backing singers are there. You're exposed. You're putting down a main vocal, even if you're putting down a bass part. People are listening, and you're exposed. You don't want to make any mistakes, so you're a little bit vulnerable. And I started to sing, My all the track was done, mine was the last thing to go on, it was my lead vocal on this marvelous song. I'm singing away, just emoting, thinking I'm doing a great job, and Richard stopped the track. I said, what's the matter? And he said, you're not doing it, Mom. I got immediately defensive. <laughs> what do you mean I'm not doing it? <laughs> oh, Susie Quattro, I'm doing it. <laughs> well, for me, the goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> And he said, you're not giving me the goosebumps. And then I, I was embarrassed. And I said, what aren't I giving you? What aren't you getting? And he went, just a minute, Mom, just a minute. And he played the demo in my headphones. Immediate. Immediate. I went, oh, my God. And the difference was, when I'd gone out to the studio, you, you read the story on the blurb, I had heard the track coming out. It was just a track. And it was like, it, it hypnotized me. It hit me in the heart. And I went out without thinking anything, because you mustn't do that, because you ruin it. And I just said, put the mic on, and I sang the first four lines of the song in a voice I'd never used before. And when he played that vocal from the demo in my head, I went, whoa. So what I was doing was, but he spotted it, that's what I'm saying. I was putting a vocal on the final track of a Susie Quattro album, being very professional. So I wasn't tapping into that part of me that got hit in the heart and was just singing. So I took a little walk to the studio, came back in, and it flew. Looked in the studio while I was singing out, I took a peek, and Richard was going, I said, good, I did it. Smart of him to hear it, very sensitive of him, and also, although he didn't have his studio diplomacy together at that point, at least he knew what it was that he wasn't getting. Because he said, when you put that vocal down on that track in the demo, it made goosebumps, and you're not doing it now, so I could hear it myself. Isn't it amazing that you can be Susie Quattro, you can be everybody's queen, you're sitting in your shed with your <laughs> or in your garage with your son and he pulls something else out. Isn't that amazing? Because that just means that next, yes. time, next time there's more to be pulled out of Susie Quattro. Look out. Yeah, there is. In fact, you know, when I was doing all the, um, must have done 
500 to 800 interview Zooms and this, so much press on this because everybody went nutty on it. Really, I've never had such wonderful, almost embarrassing reviews in my life. Just great. Just, they all, everybody's loved the album. And I was in here doing them from 9.30 to 10.30 at night sometimes. And just as it was winding down a little bit, Richard came and he said, Mom, you're not getting tired of being Susie Quattro, are you? I said, no, why do you say this? He said, because we're not done yet. <laughs> That'll be the day that I get tired of being me. <laughs> Am I tired of being? That's on my tombstone. <laughs> I'm not That's dead funny. yet. I'm not dead yet. Yeah, exactly. The last album, 2019, we heard it um, in Australia when you're on the Red Hot Summer Tour. We heard... Uh, no, no song, no control. That's it. Yeah, and we heard that as part of the Red Hot Summer Tour, and you would remember this. I bet it was at every every event that you kicked in. You said it's something new, and everyone went, oh, yeah, what she got? And from the first couple of bars, everyone went, all right, this rocks, and we loved it. You're in. And that, that one song, a lot, of, a lot of journalists and people have asked me, out of all the songs I've written, which one really is me? And it's No Song, No Control. Every word, I mean every single word on that song. And so the new song, Do You Dance, that's actually got a new flavour added to it. I can hear a fun person. I can hear James Brown. I can hear just... Um, Detroit. Tiny <laughs> Detroit. An element of glam in there, but not kitschy glam, but just like a bit of a no. nod. It's a fun track. And I, I allowed myself to be slightly risque in the lyrics, which I think is great. You have to watch the video on that. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's wicked. <laughs> I'm allowed to. I'm 70. I could be a little bit rude sometimes if I want to. This is the bit where I gush all over you. Because you've been in my life almost all my life. You're like my best friend. I know. We have a love affair. We have a love affair. It's it's Australia's like, I consider it my second home. We saw you growing up. Or we were growing up. You were growing up on Countdown. Yeah, um, we grew up together. Yeah. yeah. And there's the Mike Chapman connection as well in the early days. Sure. Then when we saw you on Happy Days, it was like, oh, Leather Tuscadero. That's who I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> and obviously, so many women would have said to you that you inspired them just because you were just you. You didn't take any prisoners. It looked easy. No. It probably wasn't. No. It looked easy. I didn't have an agenda when I was starting out. I just was doing what I do. I, I don't do gender, but I am, I, I put it this way. This explains everything you just said. As I was growing up in a big family of five, yes, I love everybody, but I never felt like I belonged anywhere in particular. I didn't fit here, I didn't fit there, it, as it went all through my whole life. And then finally, I got into my first band, stood up there with my bass guitar on my first show, and I went, I'm home, I'm home. But even saying that, I didn't find any particular kind of music you know exactly what I wanted to do so I just kind of just kept in my head kept in my head came to England bang there I was I'm stubbornly uncompromising with changing who I am even if I wouldn't have made it I still would have been who I am now wouldn't have changed no doubt you've had people try and stop you because of your tenacity because people are just like that aren't they bad people I, I, I don't listen I think that's the thing it's like for me, my impression of Susie Quattro is even if somebody said, oh, who's this little Susie Quattro? We're not going to bow down to her. Susie Quattro <laughs> just went, whatever, dude, I'm doing it anyway. Once I found my voice, I wouldn't give it up for anybody. It's all about finding your voice. You know, when I got my honorary doctor degree in 2016, I'm Dr. Quattro at Cambridge University, yes. cap and a gown. I didn't even graduate high school. It's surreal. The whole thing was surreal. I had my speech prepared. 
And me being me, pushed it aside. And I just spoke from the heart, which was the best thing to do. And I just said, your job in this life, and I'm not talking to male or female, I'm just talking to the people. I said, your job in life is to go inside yourself and find that little light, switch it on, and never let anybody switch it off. And then I, and then I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I bet everybody else joined you. It's a magnificent career and it's not even over. It's not like we're going, oh, well, here's your last album because I have no doubt that there's many albums. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, sure. I bet your son's already thinking about, well, what can we do next? What's next on? We are, we are writing. We are writing at the moment. So yeah, I want to make another one. I'm not sure what direction we're going to take. I'm sure it'll become apparent, you know, so yeah, I love working with him. He's a good boy. Good boy. If someone was going to go out and buy this album, you were talking about the vibe before. What would you say is the vibe through the album? This is Susie Quattro at her best, as passionate as she was on the first album, but in today's world of music. Authentic, but modern. Authentic, but modern. Kicking ass and making you get the Kleenex for a couple of tears too. Yeah. Well, and your performances are like that as well. You're timeless. I know it's not effortless, but for us it looks effortless. And seeing you at those couple of Red Hot Summer Tours, a bunch of friends and I, we just didn't go and see you in South Australia. We jumped in a plane and we went and saw you in Bendigo as well because we're like, night, we want some more of this because <laughs> you are the real deal, Susie Quattro. And I think that's why you are Susie Quattro. How many albums are there for Susie Quattro? 17 or 18, there's a lot, geez. And I'm about to release my fifth book. First was my autobiography on Zip. Yeah. Then was my poetry book, Through My Eyes. Yeah. Then I wrote my novel, The Hurricane. Then I re- wrote and released during lockdown, Through My Words, which is an illustrated lyric book, big one. And now I've just finished Through My Thoughts. It's at the printers now. Another illustrated coffee book, all born from the year in lockdown. And I'm working on the next novel too, so. Susie Quattro, I know you're a busy woman. It's been an absolute honour to be able to talk to you. This album, Devil In Me, make sure that you get it. Song, Do You Dance. Make sure that you look at the video because it's a lot of fun. (laughs) It's going to make you think about those times. How are you doing where you are in lockdown? Have you gone back in again? Everybody's coming back to life here a little bit. And I really live right out in the middle of nowhere. So I've got a big property and it just didn't affect me much, except my husband lives in Hamburg and I live here. Ah. It's always worked that way. But during this... Not so good now, you know. No. Well, hopefully yeah. you're reunited very soon. Yes, in two weeks. Hopefully they'll put you on some kind of tour or you'll have your own. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll get back. Don't you worry. I'm coming back. Thank you so much and look forward to seeing you again and soon. thank you. Thank you. And take care. And uh, Thank you very much. <laughs> See you later. You Susie too. Bye-bye. Thank Thanks so much for listening. And did you know our producers, Audio Lemonade, have given us a whole page on their website, audiolemonade.com. Of course, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Wooshka, we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the good ones, and we are housed at Wooshka. So thanks again for spending some time with me. And please, come do it again. Audio Lemonade.